Hey, what's up? What's up, Nick Nation? It's your boy, Slizzy, coming to you with another State of the New York Knicks podcast. This is episode 106 with my guy, Mr. Mitchell, in the building. Um, It's the first time me and Mr. Mitchell did a podcast in a minute. You know, he's been dealing with issues himself. Everybody's dealing with issues, so... Shout-outs to Australia. Shout-outs to everybody from across the world who listens to this podcast. I appreciate you guys. Um, We did a lot of rambling this episode, you know, talking about the draft, talking about trading up, talking about trading down. We didn't really get to talk, get in-depth about the draft prospects that we really wanted to talk about. But next episode, for sure, we're going to talk about a lot of draft prospects, the Grant Rillers of the world. Peyton Pritchard, Malachi Flynn, Trey Jones, Cassius Stanley, Poku, um, who else, who else, who else, I'm thinking Tyler Bay, you know, guys like Jameis Ramsey, Kara Lewis, Jaden McDaniels, RJ Hampton, Tyrell Terry, um, Aaron Naismith, Precious Achua, so it, it, it's a lot of guys to talk about. So we definitely going to get in tune with the draft prospects next episode. But this episode is basically us getting back together, talking, chirping. Um, shout outs to the NBA for the bubble play. I love the bubble play. I don't know about you, but I'm loving it. I'm loving these games. A lot of classic games has been played already. Um, it's looking like we on our way to L.A. versus L.A. Western Conference Finals. And then the East, shout out to the Miami Heat, man. They doing their thing. They just whipped on the Milwaukee Bucks. Great for the Knicks. Um, and, you know, we're going to see, man. We're going to see who's going to win out of this Boston Celtics Raptors series. And we're going to see. But shout out to the Knicks, man. And we definitely going to talk about the coaching staff as well next episode so draft prospects coaching staff definitely on the next episode tune in to this episode it gets right into it um salute to y'all man nick nation i'm out of here peace oh well hopefully we can see all the we can see miami versus the raptors in the eastern conference finals because that's what I'm hoping for. Um, I like what I see in the playoffs. What I've been noticing in the bubble is the lineups and a lot of small ball lineups. So you barely see two bigs on the floor at the same time. It's usually two guards, two wings, and a big. Or it's two guards and three wings. So the bubble has shown me a lot in Hopefully, I'm hoping that Tibbs and Cole are looking at the bubble and looking at these liners that's on the floor. Because I watched the L.A. Clippers just dismantle the Denver Nuggets earlier. And it's just all wing play, man. They just got some great wings, man. And we're going to talk about this later, but Mitchell Robinson, as far as Mitchell Robinson's contract is concerned. But... I just want to get into it. I just want to say this, brother. I watched, and I know I've said this on the podcast before, but I watched Donovan Mitchell score 57. I watched Michael Porter Jr. put up ridiculous numbers night after night, including in the playoffs, even though his defense is shabby. 
And I just think to myself, damn, like, we got Frank Nilakina and Kevin Knox, and they could barely touch the floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Um, where do you want to begin, man? It's a lot to talk about. I, we haven't even talked about, you know, the eighth pick yet, me and you personally. So, uh, it, uh, whatever you want to start with first, brother, we, we could get, let, let's get it going. Yeah, well, um, I, I thought we'd start with the eighth pick, but just before we do, I, I will say um, when, when it comes to the whole uh, Michael Porter Jr. and Kevin Knox, when we had to make that decision, I think we, like a lot of teams, were sort of more basing the decision on the fact uh, around his back injury at the time and they sort of didn't still know at that point in time when he was going to get on the court. Um, also, you know, uh, suffering, you know, the back, type of back injuries that he did um, and his family's history with severe injuries. Uh, I think there was a couple of red flags there on him. Um, I'm, I'm really happy for him. And, and glad that he stayed healthy now and um, he had a good playoff run in that. But I, I still think at the time um, we, we made the right decision with Knox. Um, as I said, you just, you just couldn't tell with Mike Porter Jr. So that, that, that pick there is what it is. But, yeah, I agree with you on the Donovan Mitchell pick. I think a lot, us and a lot of teams are sitting back, uh, you know, just Ugh. shaking our heads like, why? <laughs> you know, but, yeah. Um, as for the yeah eighth pick, um, well, it's interesting, isn't it? I, I, I've been sort of humming and harring over this. Uh, are we going to stay in the eighth pick or are we going to trade up? Um, so it's, it's a bit of a conundrum, I guess. Um, you know, the I think the uh, the secret's out of the bag, and it, it was room for a little while, but I, I think it's quite out of the bag now that the Warriors seem to be shopping the number two pick. Um, by all reports around. Uh, so that, that could get interesting with not just us, but teams obviously vying, other teams vying to move up as well in, in the, in the uh, draft. So, uh, yeah, I'm curious as to what we're going to do. If we're just going to stand pat or are we, are we looking to move up so we get in a position where we could get an Anthony Edwards or a Lamello ball? <clears throat> and and as we've discussed on the podcast previously, uh yeah, um, you was talking about the we're back. Pick. Yeah, yeah, we're back. You was talking about the <laughs> pick. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see. Yeah, as I said, I'm interested to see. Um, you know, what we're going to do if we're going to stay pad or are we going to move up to try and get LaMelo? I, I really, I don't think, we, I don't think that's in, the, in play right now. I think we're going to have to wait and see until the draft comes because a lot could happen. Like Golden State could fall in love with Wiseman or Timberwolves could fall in love with Wiseman. It, like this is a draft where it's going to be really – you know, the the top ten is gonna be shaky. It's gonna be look like the, the the eighth ranked player in this draft will probably get drafted seventeenth, eighteenth. So yeah. it yeah. that this draft is really, really And I mean, you know, like, like I was saying like I was saying before we got cut off a minute ago, um, you know, it's a, it, I think the secret's out of the bag now that the Warriors are are shopping around that, that second pick. 
Um, I'll, I'll be interested to see if if we're inclined to try and move up to try and get in position there at, at the second pick. Uh, I notice on a lot of draft boards in the mo- moment, they've got Lamello sitting in second, not first. They've got uh, Anthony Edwards in first. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting, especially considering... You know, another thing that's been playing on my mind, uh, which we already know from one side, it's already out there, and we already know the Knicks have got a little bit of interest, is that Lamelo and his camp trying to trying to navigate him towards the Knicks because that's where, where they'd like him and that's where he'd like to be, obviously. So I'm kind of wondering if maybe, you know, something that we don't know, maybe, maybe our front office has talked to them Maybe, maybe said, look, we're gonna, we'll try and and get up into a position to pick you if that's if that's what if that's what Leo Leon wants to do, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because at the end of the day, we don't even know what the Warriors will want for that. Obviously, they're going to want something, but we just don't know what what they want and to what degree. Obviously, um, so. If it, I reckon, I reckon if we get the opportunity to move up, and it's, it's not going to sort of cost us an arm and a leg, I guess. Then obviously Leon's going to pull the trigger. Um, otherwise, yeah, we're, we're going to obviously probably going to stand pat and probably miss out on Lamelo, and he's going to go somewhere where he probably doesn't want to end up. <laughs> so it, it's going to be interesting just to see how it plays out. So you're talking about trades right now. Before we even talk about your, your three personal favorite um, players at eight for the Knicks, let's talk about these trades real quick, right? Because, you know, I've been talking to various people. I, I talked to my guy, Alice, from Bad Weather, um, Bad Weather Fans Podcast. And, you know, he's talking about Mitchell Robinson, and a lot of people have been talking about Mitchell Robinson. And I just want to get something out there real quick, right? Let's look at the playoff bigs right now and how much each one makes. Right now, Zubac, 7.5 million. Montrez Harrell, 6 million. Canner, 4.8 million. Bam Adebayo, 3.5 million. Dwight Howard, 2.6 million. These dudes ain't really getting paid. Mitch is about to get paid. A lot of things factor into Mitch next season. So, for one, he needs to start. Two, I need to see him shoot the ball. I'm not comfortable paying Mitch nothing above $15 million if he can't shoot the ball. That, that's the number one thing. But I'm, I'm against trading Mitch. So when you're talking about this second pick, it's not logical if the Knicks is not offering Mitch an eighth pick to start that conversation because they're going to want to big. So I don't think I even want to entertain Golden State. Now, let's say, for instance, this Julius Randle topic. So the, the bird's out the hat. Knicks is talking about trading Julius Randle, number one priority. Shout out to Knicks fan TV. So Julius Randle for Michael Conley in the first round pick this year. So that's the 23rd pick. Okay, copy cool. Now, let's say if LaMelo falls past the Bulls. I don't know how the hell that happens, but let's just say. We get the five. Now, Cleveland got the fifth pick. Now, you could package the eighth and the 23rd pick in, like, a future first rounder or future second rounder. Nah, future first rounder, hell no. But a future second rounder 
for that fifth pick. Like that's something you could do. Like that's something realistic. I, I could see them just doing. I'll, I'll now, I was going to add, too, do you think that it could be possible to even trade with the Bulls for the fourth pick? Because on most of the mock drafts, they're listed to take a PG, and they've already got, what, three, four PGs on the roster? And they're they're kind of hoping Kobe Kobe White's going to end up being the guy for them? Um, Like, the Bulls are a funny team. Like, I don't... Like, the only way I see the Knicks trading with the Bulls is in a three-team trade. Because when I look at the Bulls, I'm like, okay, they got Wendell Carter Jr., we got Mitch. They got Lowry Marketing, we got Randall. But Lowry Marketing is still on his rookie deal. And I don't see them swapping Lowry Marketing for Julius Randall to add on more salary to an owner who is notoriously cheap. Yeah. Who, yeah. Yeah. who because – who I think because Zach Levine makes as much as Randall do, but he gives he gives way more production, he's so damn cheap that he's going to fire the coach instead of doing what's right for the franchise. And I think he should trade. See, if I was him, I would trade Zach Levine. I just don't see the Knicks as being a partner. They got Otto Porter Jr. We got Kevin Knox. They got Kobe White. We got Frank and DSJ. They got Zach Levine. We got R.J. Barrett. People say R.J. Barrett's a small forward. I don't believe he's a small forward. That's just my, in my opinion. I believe he's a shooting guard. So it's like, I don't, I don't see how we can trade with them unless it's a third team involved. Now, yeah. Cleveland, on the other hand, I, now, see, Cleveland, I would talk to them and I would be like, hey, do you want something for Garland? Like, do you want the 27 pick in you know, maybe someone else. Like, like it's it's ways to get a starting point guard. Like, I don't want to box myself in by just saying, yeah, like, we got to trade up to go get LaMelo. Like, that dream died on lottery night. <laughs> and do you think – Let's be – Here's another thing. I, I know in the past I've seen Cleveland more put – Sexton's name out there than Garland. Would would Sexton be entertaining? Because I, I actually liked his play for Cleveland. Um, the the guy can defend, um, and he's quite quick. Uh, he can read the floor. Oof. I digress when you say defend. I, I I don't know about that. I might I don't know. They might have the worst defending back. Okay, when you say defend, I think you mean to say compete. Yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. a competitor. Yeah, he's a, he, I, 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 I see more. I see more effort from him on defense. Well, like that in that sense, than I do Garland. Um, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I know it's hard because they're both, they're both. You know, they're not the tallest of guys, um, even for point guards. But yeah, I, I do like the effort and energy uh, more in Sexton. Um, I think like helping run the offense too. He was a lot better than Garland. Um, but I mean, if they're still willing to put him up instead of Garland, I, I'd take Sexton over Garland. Ooh, I think I, ooh, I think I would pull the trigger too. I, I think you got. Damn, that's tough. Because that's I mean, at, at least I th- he, he's, he, I mean, he's he's similar in the sense of DSJ. Like he goes to the he goes to the rim a lot more, but he he I have seen him like he's got a better shot than DSJ. You know what I mean? So like. 
he's a little bit more comfortable. He's more crafty. Yeah, yeah. He's more crafty yeah. as well. Um, and, and as again, I, I again, he, he's got a higher motor than DSJ. So, I mean, he's going to be an upgrade over DSJ altogether, all, all round. So, he's never, another thing I like about Sexton, he's never flustered. No. Like, he, like he's, he's never flustered. So, it, I, that's tough, bro. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, he, he he can get his assists up there too. But I mean, the boy can the boy can score. <laughs> he so, can score. So, so 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 is there any way we could? <laughs> I don't know if there's any chance in hell if this guy. Okay, we take Sexton. We trade. We, is there any way you would try to get Sexton in the fifth pick? Swap picks with them. Like, is there any trade you think the Knicks could do realistically? That, that can make that happen. Um, I'm just trying to think. Like with the, I'm trying to think. I mean, they got Larry Nance there at power forward, but then they haven't got. I mean, you know, he's been looked at as more of a backup than a starter at, at the at the power forward position. So, I mean, I don't know if they would take Randall in the eighth. Uh, I mean, Randall would be good for him, I suppose, because. He's more of a starter than what Nance is, um, and obviously, if they if, if they if they could figure out a way to use him, you know, in the right way, like New Orleans used him, uh, you know, or, or I mean, I'd, if they wanted Knox, I'd be willing to give him Knox even with the eighth pick. Um, yeah, obviously, I'm with to, him. Just, to, just to, to to swap picks. So, so what yeah. you're saying basically is you're gonna. You go okay, okay. So Knox, the eighth pick, you got to give him something else for that, though. That's yeah. Not if you if you if you put not yeah, if it was with Knox, you'd you'd have to add something else there too. Um, we I, I still reckon it's doable in that regard. Otherwise, yeah, they if they took Randall in the eighth, obviously, it it'd be better. They not they not taking Randall. They not take. They got Kevin Love. See, oh yeah, see, sorry, sorry, see, yeah. Oh, I forgot about the, Kevin Love. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So yeah. see, this is what I mean by a three-team trade. Like, um, like any team we trade, it got to be a three-team trade. I, I reckon if you if you went with Cleveland, though, I mean, you could go Knox the eighth pick, and um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think who else is on the roster you could you could put in there. Um, See, we haven't. You could. You, they they wouldn't take Porter either. Um, Shit, I give them DSJ. Yeah, I mean, hey, you could. They all. They could easily put, say, uh, run Garland as their starting point guard and have DSJ as their backup. Um, you know, so because 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 if I'm giving you Knox, I'm not giving you Frank. That's yeah. that's off the table. Yeah, 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 and, and I don't know if. I mean, I don't even know if they'd be looking more at Frank because they'd obviously look at someone else who could score, and they might, they might, they might actually look at DSJ and go, okay, well maybe, maybe he needs to be away from Bryler. Maybe he needs another new fresh start and see how we, how he, you know, goes here with the second unit type of thing. So, I mean, that could that could be doable. Um, Knox DSJ in the eighth pick for Sexton in the fifth. I don't think that's not. I still don't think that's enough. I still think you got to add on something, like a second round pick. I think a second round pick will get it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, if you had to throw in another another second round pick, yeah, for sure. Um, um, yeah, I could, couldn't see him not taking it. Um, 
they're probably, I mean, they've been shopping a couple of guys like Sexton and uh, Kevin Love's name for quite a while and they haven't really got anyone to bite. So, I mean, I think that deal that we just, just discussed just now, uh, I think that's a pretty good deal for them. I've seen a deal with the Detroit Pistons. I said, oof, I think I might take this. So it was Blake Griffin in the seventh pick for Julius Randle and the 27th pick. And I think DSJ was included in that trade. But but the basis of the trade is basically Detroit, the cap, the cap is is basically fucked. So the cap goes down probably 17 million for what I've seen. Um as estimates, negative negative 17 million. So they basically want a salary dump Blake. In order to do that, they gotta give up their lotto pick. But what I'm not trying to give them in return is that eighth pick. Like any, so any what, trade that the what, Knicks do. What what you'd be doing is what did what did you say the twenty the twenty second or the twenty seventh pick? Mm-hmm. And then we so in in the end of it we'd end up picking seventh and eighth. Mm-hmm. See that would be absolutely beautiful to have back to back picks, especially that high. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. especially that high. Um, if if we could get away with that trade, wow, that that would probably set us up quite nicely. And and the luxury behind the trade is. Okay, I understand. This Blake Griffin, I understand. But when he's healthy, oh, he's better I than he ain't going. I know he ain't going to spend in. No, no, like Julius Randle. I know that. And I we know we, we know he's a better. That. We know he's a better four than Julius Randle by by you know margin, a large margin when he's healthy. Um, you know he, he he's when he's healthy. We know he's a winner too. He knows how to. He knows how to win. Um, so. Uh, that wouldn't be a too bad payoff, especially if if we got got him with a good bill of health and and he had a good run of health. Uh, I mean, if we could get a a good chunk of the season out of Blake Griffin where he doesn't go down, um, that could only be beneficial, especially for the for the young guys to um, to be around someone like that. You know, um, it's just his competitiveness. He's always had that competitiveness mm-hmm. as well. Um, he plays really hard. That's probably another reason why he does pick up these these odd injuries here and there, um, you know. But that that's that you know that's that's part of the game. Um, we all know that. And um, yeah, as I said, if, if we could get him and he and he could have a good run of health, oof, you know, Blake Griffin still still at his age till now, um, fully healthy is it's one of the best fours in the game. So so in that scenario. Who you picking with the seventh and eighth pick? Oh, okay. Well, I've got a few few names there. Um, I'd obviously be looking at um, if he if he dropped that fuck, and I have seen him sitting around this, uh, anywhere between from four to seven on different draft boards. Um, if I was going to choose a PG around that area, I'd, I'd I'd be looking at Killian Hayes over someone like a Tyrese Halliburton for sure. Um, oh, you with this Halliburton love? No, 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 no. About Halliburton. No, I. <laughs> Hayes. Burton. 
Oh, oh, over him. Oh, over him. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because I was about to have you explain that. <laughs> I, I just, yeah. Like, um, I've watched, um, seen footage on both of them, um, and I've just liked what I've what I've seen um, in footage seen of both of them, Killian Hayes over Tyrese Halliburton. So, when you talk about Killian Hayes, what do you like about what? What do you think he brings the most to the, on, on the Knicks? So. You was talking about Killian Hayes to the Knicks, right? And yeah. then with that, and, and and then with that next pick, you'll probably pick a wing. You'll go wing. Yeah, I'd go. I'd definitely go a wing with with the next pick. Um, and uh, I'd probably be looking at someone like, uh, I guess, an Isaac Okoro or a Patrick Williams. Um, both of them are, are wings, six six and six seven, respectively. Um, both from Cairo, uh, well, from from Auburn, obviously at Florida State, but they've got good size. Um, I the mix for it would be two hundred. So there's a there's about three guys I'd be looking at wing wise as to pair up with the pick of Killian Hayes as well. So Isaac Okoro. Is number one in this draft, rated about wings and shot creation average. So basically, creating his own shots, points per. And he's in the 96th percentile. Whew. So that's extremely impressive. So basically, he can get his own shot. Devin Vassell, Devin Vassell is right under Tyler Bay. And Devin Vassell cannot get his own shot, but Devin Vassell is the better shooter. So it's. It, it's tough, man. I, I, for, for me, watching the Knicks for the last few years, we have been ranked 22nd, 28th, 25th, 27th, 18th, and 28th in defensive efficiency. And 29th, 30th, 21st, 19th, 23rd, and 29th in offensive efficiency in the last six seasons. So I really want to see this pick as a day one starter. This is just me yeah. being me being selfish. This is me saying, look, listen, you get these developmental guys in here. I don't need to see Reggie Bullock starting beside RJ Barrett. I don't ever want to watch that again. I don't need to waste my money watching that again. So since yeah. that is the case, um since we talked about all the, the trade the, the trade up scenarios, you you don't got any trade down scenarios before we really dig deep into like who you want with, with the Knicks with the eighth pick and then some of our draft you no know, prospects. Um yeah, I mean maybe for the P I mean if if, if you didn't like they weren't interested in Killian Hayes, um maybe with to trade back for a, a different PG, you, you could fall back uh, down if you wanted to go for someone like a um, Cole Anthony or a Theo, Theo Maldon. Um, so you'd be trading back to the, what is it, the 14th, 16th pick, somewhere around there. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, that that would be the only – I wouldn't do it to try and go back for a wing because the better wings obviously up higher. Uh, so, yeah, if I was going to if I was gonna trade back, it would only be to fall backing and have a look at a couple of the other PGs that are sort of ranked a little bit lower in the on the draft boards. So, as I'm looking at this mock draft, I see a top, I, I see a couple teams that we could trade with. So I see Minnesota at seventeen. We could trade with them. I see Portland at sixteen. Yeah. I see Orlando. I don't know if Orlando's an ideal trade partner. I don't know if the Celtics is an ideal trade partner because teams don't usually trade within their division. Um, New Orleans, maybe. New Orleans, maybe. I don't want to see another um, Xavier McDaniels situation, so we don't need to be trading with Boston. Um, Sacramento, possibly. Possibly. Only because we've got Perry, and Perry's got connections back there. True. And Philadelphia has two second-round picks, and we know they will not be drafting both of their second-round picks. And another team is... Boston, who has three first round picks. So I mean, I mean, I don't. See, Boston is a tough one, man. But I don't know if we would trade with Boston. Um, Dallas, well, Dallas already. I mean, the only other t- one trade. The only other team I could see us if we wanted to go back a little bit further, we could go down on at the draft board. I'm looking at and trade the, to the twentieth pick with Miami and go after RJ Hampton. I like RJ Hampton. I think RJ Hampton will be. He, I think he will fall in this draft. So, yeah. Well, at that I, on I, this on this draft board, I'm looking at they've got him you know, going twentieth to Miami. I like RJ Hampton too. I like him as a prospect. The one trade that people been talking about lately, and you know, we mentioned Julius Randle was the Julius Randle for Michael Conley and Utah's pick. And in this mock draft I'm looking at, I see Kara Lewis with the 23rd pick. <laughs> will be, And that would be one hell of a 23rd pick. But I don't think he would last that long in this draft. Um, how do you feel about the Utah trade, the Julius Randle Roma? Uh, like, 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 does it tie into this draft? How, how, how do you feel about it? Does it well, tie into the bubble? Because you know what I said before about the two bigs starting. Teams don't start two bigs no more. They start two wings, no, three wings and a guard. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it, it plays a little bit into, um, as you just mentioned, what, what's been going on in the bubble. Um, you know, I, I think if, you know, uh, Kira Lewis stays around that area, which I agree with you. I, I think he might go a little bit sooner than 23rd. Um, it, that'd be nice if he fell into our lap. Um, I, I've seen uh, quite a bit of footage on him and, and he's quite a uh, decent point guard uh, prospect, uh, especially being, you know, as ranked as low as what he is on draft boards. Um, there is, as I said, there, there's a, quite a few decent point guards in here. Um, and a lot of them, in my my eyes, would would definitely be upgrades over over Frank and 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 DSJ as a whole package, sort of moving forward as they're learning in that. Just from the skill sets that I've seen from from each of them, 
um, because as we know, uh, DSJ is just uh, uh, it, it, from what we've seen, we can just say he's been a complete <laughs> flop in New York at, at both ends of the floor. And we all know that Frank's more defense than anything. So, um, you know, I, I don't, don't mind the Utah trade. Um, again, like the Detroit trade, Mike Conley, um, we know what he can do when he's healthy. Um, we also know, um, you know, that he's had a string of injuries and has been off the court a lot. But, hey, who knows, maybe a change of scenery for him will give him a, a good bill of health, hopefully, with that. But I, I like that trade that I've been hearing as well. Um, you know, that would be a, a good trade to, to move back down for. Um, and, yeah, I, I could see it paying off. Um, but in saying that, I I do like that, that – the one we were discussing, I do like the Detroit trade a little, just that little bit better. And when we, when we talk about the Detroit trade and people talk about, Oh, the Knicks got this cap space. We're going to use this cap space. If we're not talking about Giannis coming to New York, I don't give a damn about cap space. Really. Well, I'll, I'll tell you one name I've been hearing, and actually, if if they could get him for the right price, and he's been linked with the Knicks for quite a few months now, uh, again from Detroit is Christian Wood. I'd I'd love him in a Knicks uniform. Um, what I seen from him since he got to Detroit, I was you know just wowed. Like, okay, he didn't wasn't getting these opportunities in Milwaukee. This while I wasn't seeing what I was seeing, um, uh, what he can do from behind the arc and everything as well. Um, so if, if that, if, if every, all the news I've been seeing linking him to the Knicks and free agency, if there's any truth to it, um, and they can get him for the right price, price, not overpay. Um, Hey, I, I'd be happy to bring someone like him in to play the four. And Christian Wood is a good player. Six ten, seven foot three wingspan can shoot the three athletic shot blocker. Yeah. And he, he, he fits the timeline. He's 24 years old. The only thing about Christian Wood is will he continue his production? Because you don't want to pay him and then he becomes complacent. Yeah. He becomes yeah. a guy who he settles now. He got his money. He's not willing to get better. Yeah. So it's a way to see. According to advanced statistics, Christian Wood was a top 20 NBA player this season. And yeah. Detroit didn't have a lot of talent around him. And he produced. So. Yeah, and and I I think it was like I like I just mentioned is he he got the playing time that he wasn't getting in Milwaukee because in Milwaukee he was he was barely getting playing time so you know he, he couldn't exactly show off what he could do or how he could fit into their system or anything like that and you know as as we've seen many teams and including us in the past they you know they discard someone they go somewhere else and finally they start to shine when they get the minutes. Uh, you know, he got the minutes in Detroit um, and was able to shine. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if if that's something that's going to be consistent, continue, um, you know, as long as he's getting that, that type of minutes to, to showcase that, then, yeah, again, I, I'm, I'd be all for, for it. Um, I actually think, um, you know, going after someone like him in free agency, it, it's... it's um, it's not put it this way. It wouldn't be as a big a gamble as what it had been on on Julius Randle. Um, I think Christian Wood um, it, it can be a better forward and is a better forward, uh, power forward than than Julius Randle. Um, just as I said on his production in Detroit, 
basing it off of that. So, um, you know, I know, know we, we, we sort of looked at that with Julius. Oh, you know, if we, we get the New Orleans production. But, no, I think Christian Wood's a different, different kettle of fish. And, um, yeah, I've got, I'd have got no qualms adding him to our roster. Um, if it happens. So I'd like to see it happen. Um, obviously, Detroit is probably going to have a hard time, uh, you know, keeping him um, unless, you, you know, as, as you said, they can salary dump uh, to free up some money. So now let's talk about this eighth pick. So I never got your initial reaction I was getting the eighth pick. How did you feel? Did you feel defeated? Or was you like, all right, the hell with it. We got player development. Let's get it going. And also, who's your top three people for this number three pick? Like, who's your guys? Um, okay, so uh, my initial reaction, of course, was just dismay, just just disappointment, of course, like probably most of us were just, Oh, you got to be kidding us! We're not even in the top three pick, oh, you know. But uh, 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 as as you sort of progress through the emotions, um, you know, I, I sort of got to that point where I was like, well, hey, at least we're still in the picking in the top ten. Um, you know, it is what it is now. Um, and and if you know, that's where I started thinking of scenarios. You know, we can stand pat, we can move up, we can move down. Um, you know, so. Um, as for the top three, if we manage to stand pat, um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably be looking at, as I said, uh, either a Killian Hayes, um, Isaac Okoro, and mm-hmm. probably Obi Toppin. <laughs> Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin. It's crazy. I... I... With Randall on this roster, may, all right, let me think about this roster with Randall off of it. Mm. Obi Toppin is the pick. I wouldn't be mad because now Randall is gone. So, yes, now I'm looking at Obi with Knox. Okay, okay. I can get behind that. I, but Obi Toppin's defense is atrocious. It is. He can't it defend. Is. He can't defend. He played against no, no great opponents in college. His whole – he played no rank opponents all last season. The guy dominated guys who was about three, four, year, four years younger than him. It's like your resume – the resume ain't long enough. It hasn't been enough all-stars drafted in the past 20 years. Who's been drafted at his age at 22 – and started their first season at 23 years old and has become all-stars. It's only been one guy, and I believe that guy is Damian Lillard. And Damian Lillard, yeah. I believe, has multiple college seasons on his resume. So, Obi Toppin, I mean, I wouldn't be mad at him if he's the pick, but it depends on who's left on the board. Is Onyeka Okwangu still on the board? Uh, is Denny still on the board? Uh, is Killian Hayes still on the board? It's, it, it depends on me with Obi Toppin, man. I am not an Obi Toppin fan as far as Randall being on this roster. Now, if you remove oh, yeah, Randall. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. 
that that was that was um, my purpose behind it too. Was um, all the talk, you know, that we've been hearing about them priority moving Randall. So that's why I threw him in there. I was like, well, if he's going to be off the roster, then obviously, you know, you, you take him. Um, if, if a couple other names obviously weren't still on the board at the time, like uh, as you mentioned, your Coros and Killian Hayes and. Um, and uh, the, I can't, I can't pronounce your name, Onyeka Okongwu. Um, Okongwu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a few names on this draft. As with any draft, when it comes up, you sit there and go, wow, how do you pronounce that name? <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, if there was a few few off the board at that time, but Obi, Obi was there and we didn't have Randall on the roster. Yeah, that's why I'd, I'd slip him in there, obviously. Um, but again, I'd, I'd be taking Okoro and killing Hayes above him if they were still available there. So this is that the eighth pick is not even the fun pick for me. That Clippers no. pick is the fun pick, the Clippers pick. And also, if we get Utah's pick, the 23rd pick in this draft, that's also going to be a fun pick because with those two picks, I could look at guys like Desmond Bain. I could look at Tyler Bay. I could look at Jameis Ramsey. I could look at Jada McDaniels. I could look at RJ Hampton, who's another favorite over there on the state of the New York Knicks. Um, Poku, um, Cassius Stanley in Nick Fan TV already said Cassius Stanley has huge fans within the um, management office. So, I mean, I wouldn't mind Cassius Stanley as one of the draft picks. He could get his own shot as well because I've seen him on the same list with Isaac Okoro being number one on this list. Cassius Stanley is third on this list in shot creation percentage, and he's in the 86th percentile rank. So I wouldn't mind Cassius Stanley. But you got to look at guys like Aaron Nesmith, another guy who a great shot creator. He's fourth on this list, 72 percentile. Um, Josh Green, another guy, wing player. This draft is filled with wing players. Um, I just said a lot of random rookie names, man, a lot of guys. Any, any one of those names stood out to you? Because right, it's a, it's so many three and D wings in this draft. I'm 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 like, oh man, we definitely should trade Randall and, and definitely try to get that Utah pick, man. If that's a real rumor. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But um, yeah, I, it it's going to be as I said earlier. It's going to be interesting just to see see uh see how it plays out. Now I guess you know we we've um. Discuss the names around that eighth pick if we stand pat. Um, and obviously, if, if that changes and we don't stand pat, obviously, uh, the names available will change depending on if we're moving up or down. Mm. So, oh, when you talk about point guards as well, you got guys like Peyton Pritchard, Malachi Flynn, you got Trey Jones. It, it, it's, it's so much wing and point guard talent, Jay Scrub, um, Nick Richards, a big who we could pick up in the second round. Um, and it, it's just a, it's so much talent that I would like to – we're going to know exactly who the Knicks is going to target after this September training camp, mini training camp for the Knicks. It starts September 14th. So 
out of this training camp is three headlines I'm looking for. Three. Three big headlines I'm looking for. One, I want to hear that Tibbs is running sets where Mitchell Robinson is shooting the ball. Two, I want to hear lineups where Kevin Knox actually has the goddamn ball in his hands and he's not standing in the goddamn corner. Three, I want an offense that caters to R.J. Barrett. I want R.J. Barrett as the focal point. So it's just like, oh, it made me Frank Nellikina. I want to know where his development. But I know Frank Nellikina is going to be good with Tibbs because Tibbs is going to have a field day with Frank Nellikina. I'm not really worried about that. But those other three points, I really need to see improvement from all three of those guys. But I also need to see improvement on the roster around them. It's, it's, it, it. I'm just I'm just waiting to see, man. Because I know we're gonna have to do another draft episode right after this training camp is done. Because we're gonna get a bunch of headlines, and we're gonna know some stuff probably within the first week. Um, what else is there to talk about besides the bubble? Anything on your mind, brother? Yeah. Um. Obviously. Uh... Apart from the bubble and the uh, and the draft coming up, um, you know, we, we touched on a couple of the trades we've heard about earlier. Um, it's always always trade rumours and trade talk going on, obviously. Um, and and I've seen us, you know, in the Knicks uh, linked to quite a few uh, of the trade rumours around. Um, some some of some of the trade rumors are being linked because Leon Rose has been a former agent to several of the players that have been discussed in the trades. Um, hmm. So I'm kind of curious to see if Leon is 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 looking into all these trades with say former uh, players that he was an agent of. Um, you know that that's ranging from you know your CP3s and and, and all that talk. Um, I don't want nothing know. to do with CP3. Oh, I know, I know, I know. No, no one is. I don't think a lot of people in New York want. It's more his age than anything. Um, nothing against CP3. He had a blinder of a season. Um, yeah, but nothing we, against we, them. We 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 know. Like what the couple seasons before OKC, the the type of injury, uh, you know, he was getting and he was constantly off the court a lot, you know. And he, uh, again, as I said, he's he's not getting any younger; he's only getting older. So, my my personal thing is, I kind of hope OKC. It's just it's just all news media talking, and they kind of keep him because I actually think he's he's a very good fit for that team. Um, he's sh- he's shaping and and molding uh, Shay Gilgis. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I'd like to see him anywhere else. To be quite honest, um, I, I, as I said, like at his age, um, you know, I'm quite sure he'd like to just sort of finish out his playing days on a team that's going to be competitive. And that OKC team was was quite competitive um, throughout the season. So, yeah, I, I'd rather see him just finish out his career there. I don't know how long he he, he feels that he can still go for. Um, but yeah, I don't think we should be looking at that, even though there's been a lot of noise about it. You know, the, the, the one I was looking at, as I said, oh, you know, if the Knicks can get 
uh, CP3, will that will that make Mello want to come home? And you know, no, we, I don't we, care about that. No, no, and and I don't think it's even going to be a possibility anyway because Mello's already came out and said that um, he's happy where he is. He he believes he's found a home in Portland. Um, I actually think he he mixed well in there. He he found a you know a career resurgence. Um, he was playing defense and a very good defense. So I, I, again, he, he's another one. I don't think I want to see him playing anywhere else. I kind of hope Portland's able to to keep him and keep majority of that team together for them, for their sake. Um, and yeah, as you said, if he's believed he's found a home there, you know, and he's comfortable and he's, everyone else is comfortable around him. Why, why break that up? You know? So um, as, as for other trades I've heard, you know, surrounding Donovan Mitchell and, and Devin Booker, um, you know, I'd pull the trigger on them straight away if they were plausible, um, obviously, um, because they fit the timeline. Um, especially with a with a Donovan Mitchell to make up for Phil's mistake of not picking him. Um, Man, there ain't no timeline with them because you're giving up all the assets <laughs> to get any. Yeah, yeah, and and I I, I know that the the trade you know you're going to be looking for one of those two. You'd be looking at what New Orleans gave up for Davis, pretty much. Um, I'd imagine something along along those lines. Um, because they are both studs. They're both superstars. Um, you know, they both can turn games on their head. Um, it's just unfortunate they that their teams behind them sort of falter a little bit, you know, and, and can't back them up sometimes. But um, both of them, I, 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 Devin Booker more than Donovan Mitchell, I, I, I do believe needs to get out of Phoenix, though. Um, and I think it's going to happen. I, I, think, I think out of the two of them, I, I think he's more likely to get trade. Or, or asked to be traded anyway, because he he's just the, the 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 poor boy's just um, he's just rotting away in Phoenix, and his talent's just going to waste. Like there, then I, I just can't see them in in the next five years being competitive enough to to make a, a run to the to the NBA Finals, and that's that's where he's at. That's where he needs to be heading towards. And I just you know he, he's got he's got. Um, DeAndre Ayton there, and then, you know, they're, they're missing a point guard, and yeah. So I mean, it's going to be interesting. This off, this whole off season is going to be interesting. You know, I mean, I know as fans we can sit here and and say, oh, no, we don't want him. We don't. But I mean, we we're not Leon Rose, and we don't know what he's thinking, and we don't know uh, what what that front office is thinking. Um, the the only thing I I I, I care about uh, really is for me personally, um, as I look at our current roster, I've got one person that I say is off limits and, and totally off limits, um, and that's RJ Barrett. I even put him even more off limits than Mitch. Um, RJ Barrett is the best we've got on this roster, and I wouldn't give him up for anything because I think um, nope. he took he took strides in his rookie season. Um you know, yeah, the the typical rookie season, but he showed out more than than most rookies, even from his his own rookie class, um, barring a few names, obviously Yajama Rance and and um, well, when he was on the court, Zion was there too. But I I think a lot of times RJ was outshining Zion because Zion was, as I said, he was on the court, off the court, on the court, off the court. You're getting a bit, you were getting a bit more consistency. 
from RJ, um, you know, unless it was ga- unless it was games that Portis and, and Randall were taken away from him. But, <laughs> you know, you, you can see the talents there. Um, you can see him grow. He always wants to get better. Um, we've said it that many times before on podcasts before. He, he's been a winner at every level. Um, you know, he he's going to be something. If I look at this roster and he stands out to me, I, I, I believe he's he's got superstar you know, caliber qualities within him. Um, and I think he, he's going to become an all-star one day as well. Um, but, yeah, if, if I had to trade anybody else, even if it was Mitch and it, and it was killing me to do it, I, I'd do it. But RJ Barrett, I, I'd hang up the phone if someone talked to him. I really would. Even for Devin Booker and Donovan, I still wouldn't do it because yeah. I'd wanna, I, I still wouldn't do it because I want, I'd want to get them and pair them with RJ, not, trade RJ to get them, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, RJ is is the sole guy on this roster that I want to build around. So if, if I have to give up some other young talent that I'm not putting at his level, um, I, I'm going to pull the trigger to do it if it's going to be beneficial, uh, not just for the team, but for RJ moving forward. Um, yeah, I, I actually see him even becoming a leader in the future of this team. Um, you know, he, he led Duke. He was very boisterous. Um, you know, he could be heard. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's where I see him going. He, he, he's, he's got leadership written all over him. So I, I think, yeah, I think he's going to be the leader of this team in, in coming seasons. So OKC, the OKC thing, it's over for that because they fired Billy Donovan and – since they fired Billy Donovan, I believe Billy Donovan was like, I don't want to do a rebuild. And I believe OKC wants to rebuild. So as far as Chris Paul is concerned, he can go to a team that is contending for a championship. Yeah, OKC will not give up assets to get off Chris Paul's contract. Okay, well, OKC, a big fuck you because I am not giving you Kevin Knox. I am not giving you Frank Nilakina. I am not giving you no first-round picks. I don't give a damn about Chris Paul when it comes to that. So since I'm not giving you up, giving up assets for Chris Paul and his $44 million, whatever the hell he makes, it, I'm hanging up the phone on him. Now, as far as RJ Barrett is concerned, he's untouchable to me. I'm not yeah. trading him. I'm not trading RJ Barrett for nobody. Now, if you call him for Giannis, I might pick up the phone. I might listen if it's for Giannis. But still, I'm not in the train of R.J. Barrett right now. He's the highest pick since Patrick Ewing. I need my own Patrick Ewing. And R.J. Barrett is going to be that. So I'm not interested in – I'm not interested and, in Zach and, Levine. And, and, and to be and quite honest, like too, I, I, I'll disagree with you on one thing because I, I, I think I've said it before. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even entertain a Giannis trade knowing that you only got to wait a year to get him in free agency. And I personally think after the way this run ended, I have a feeling I have a feeling him and his camp are seriously going to be considering. Uh, yeah, we're not going to take any off here. So we're going to go to free agency and we're going to go and see what happens. <laughs> if Giannis doesn't sign that supermax. And he take. I don't even want to talk about Giannis, man. I'm not even going to entertain that. I'm going to leave that alone. And we're going to come back to this Giannis topic 
next playoffs, next year's playoffs. Because if he gets swept again or if he gets punched out of the first round or the second round again, he's gone. But that's neither here nor there. I'm going to leave that Giannis topic alone for another day. Now, as far as my Knicks is concerned, September 14th is training camp. So we got a lot to look forward to, man. We definitely got a lot to look forward to. Um, I think next episode we could just directly talk about various draft prospects, you know. I named a couple of them, but we definitely going to get into more in-depth about who we want the Knicks to pick. This episode, I guess we we could speed run through certain names and we don't got to get into all the numbers and all of that because it was just so much to talk about, but any any last words for the people before we get out of here, brother? Yeah, um, yeah. As usual, um, let's let's look forward to the draft and the off season. Uh, I think it's going to be um, quite an interesting off season. I think a lot of trades are going to happen, not just over picks, but obviously players swapping teams. I think you uh, once it hits free agency, um, that could get a little bit interesting too. Um, Keep, keep Knicks fans, keep an eye on free agency, as I said earlier, with Christian Wood. Hey, Nick Nation, what's up, man? This is the end of the episode of State of the New York Knicks podcast, episode 106. Me and my guy, Mr. Mitchell, you know, we're just talking, chopping it up. Um, getting back together after a couple of podcasts, not talking Knicks. Salute the Nick Nation. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all for listening to this episode. Come back again. I'm out of here. Peace.